Welcome to the Ross Weekly, where we present you the latest happenings and upcomings in the Ross community. I am one of your hosts, Taylor Clark, and with me I have Christina Weiberg. We are excited to bring you a special episode of the Ross Weekly, where this week Christina and I will interview current Ross students who are entrepreneurs and have started their own business while at Ross. If you want to see more interviews with student founders at Ross, let us know by emailing us at bbupodcast at umich.edu. Again, that's bbupodcast at umich.edu. Or send us a message on Instagram at Ross underscore BBU. Again, that's Ross underscore BBU. With that said, we are excited to welcome Nathan Alstead, Danny Gennaro, and Evan Otero-Gilmer to the podcast to talk about their company, Plucky Comics. Welcome. Before we get started, though, we'll do a quick check-in on some of the recent and upcoming events across Ross. Christina, what's going on this week? Hey, Taylor. Thanks for kicking us off. The first one, for all MBAs that plan on graduating this spring, there was a deadline to apply for graduation, which I had no idea. That didn't happen in undergrad. Um, It is Monday, February 14th, which means that if you're listening to this and you did not register to graduate, you had better email your academic advisor immediately so that you can join us walking across the stage in a couple of months. Um, Beyond that, there is a virtual MBA MBA to elective panel so that other students can learn about what electives to take, what it's like meaning to drop or change electives and how to make sure you're still graduating on time. And that is on Wednesday, February 16th at 1 p.m. And last, Risky Business is about to make your dreams come true with their slumber party themed show that's coming up this Thursday, February 17th at 7 p.m. to kick us off for finals week. Tickets are $18 and check them out on campus groups. Also, I will say normally we have Ann Arbor events that we talk about. It's actually a pretty quiet week in Ann Arbor. I think it's because of the cold. For those who are not here, it's under 20 degrees on a regular basis. So I think we all just decided to stay home. Um, But with that, students are also preparing for finals. So it's going to be a quiet week in Ann Arbor. Let's get straight to the episode. Awesome. Thank you, Christina. We are trying to stay as warm as we can here. Um, but with that said, we would love to bring in uh, Nathan, Danny, and Evan onto the podcast. Welcome all of you, uh, and thank you for joining us today. So uh, to kind of get us started, could you tell us where the idea of Plucky Comics came from and how all of you uh, came together? I can get us kicked off. Um, so I guess before school, I was a theater artist. Um, my undergraduate degree is in theater, um, theater performance, did a lot of musical theater throughout high school and college and did theater when I first graduated. Um, Started working for arts organizations, musical theater company, and then a classical music company just before school. Um, Shifted to uh, business school, which was like quite an extreme shift in terms of the work I was doing every day. And just like the vibe (laughs) was a little different. Um, And so last year around this time, I started to think about how I wanted to combine my work in art and my new um, like relationship with business and all the things I was learning here at Ross. Um, around this time too, I was starting to think about history, how history is taught, who's included and who's excluded. Um, started to think about, I'm a, I'm a black queer person. And so started to think about how I didn't know who any of my heroes were. Like I didn't get a chance to learn about any of our like black queer heroes, what their achievement or achievements were and how they were included in our just historical tapestry. So started to think about a cool way to present this information in a way that would be 
easy to digest for students, for adults who just like history, and um, started to think that a cool way to think through it would be through comics. So I told Danny about this uh, maybe, yeah, last year around the time, I guess it's been about a year, Danny. Um, and like based on her uh, background in education, it was a good fit. And we just started to find ways to fund this idea and um, expand it to see what we could do. And I think at first we thought it was just going to be like a project and then it became a business. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it got started. That's great. Thank you, Nathan. Um, would love to hear, you know, a little bit of um, how the rest of the team came together and kind of how you've grown this from, you know, you mentioned uh, Danny with the education background, but as you've built out your team and and certainly all, you know, all of us are here in the Ross Perg MBA program, uh, would just, you know, love to hear a little bit more about that before we maybe jump into some of the more, uh, you know, product specific and, and other aspects of the business. Yeah, I can jump in if that's okay. Um, yeah, so like Nathan said, I think Nathan had the idea kind of, and he hit the ground running with it. And then I think um, we knew that we wanted to start entering competitions and the competitions really made us think about um, who we would want to benefit from this. And while we want, we want a representative comic for people who don't typically see themselves. I remember as a teacher thinking that, um, you know, it, it's kind of, it goes back to that idea of like black history, not just being for black people, right? Is like, I wanted all my students in my classes to learn about the history of their country, which included the history of black people. And so I think once, once that was kind of narrowed down, we were really able to kind of hit the ground running in these competitions. Um, and so it's been such a fun, wild ride, entering, preparing for these competitions and really forcing us to understand who we wanted to benefit from this. And I think my personal agenda in all of this um, was like complementary to Nathan's, which was I wanted kids to be front and center too, um, to this work. And I can jump in next and talk a little bit about how I got, I got involved as well. Um, so at you know second quarter of our second year in MBA, I was feeling like you know classes are good and all, but I really wanted to do something more impactful with my time here at Ross. And I I knew that Nathan and Danny had uh, a, a fantastic idea and in a space where I thought I needed to learn more about when it came to uh, LGBTQ people of color in the history, and also in places that I think uh, the world really needs, which is in education. Um, so I, I joined to be uh, more on the finance side, but I feel like uh, since then, not only has the business transformed as we've gone through different competitions, but also all, all three of us are, are kind of jack of all trades and growing as um, leaders and professionals. Yeah. And I felt like connecting was rather organic. Like, yeah. I had been friends with Danny for a while and I, I just, we like talked about it pretty early on. I was like, yeah, that could be cool. Let's join in. And then Evan, I think we first talked about it at a party, which I mean, yeah, maybe we'll say that here, but like, yeah, we just talked about it at a party and we talked about it a little bit more afterwards and it seemed like a good fit and everything's been going well. 
I love that. I love hearing the story of how everyone came together. And I think this is a very special episode because everyone comes to MBA for different reasons. Some people do have in mind, I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, some people don't. So for me coming in, I already had my own business and I'm in the process of starting a second one. But that second one, similar to like what Nathan is saying, just came out of the blue. Somebody reached out, a fellow MBA reached out and was like, you have these skill sets. I have this idea. Can we be professional friends as well as normal friends? And it's been a really beautiful process. But honestly, coming in, it's overwhelming. There are so many things to think about in regards to MBA, in regards to skills and what's available. Can you all talk about what resources you've used and what the experience has been like for you to bring an idea to life in this MBA space? And we can start with Evan or Nathan, whoever wants to go first, actually. <laughs> I can talk about like the resources we've used to get it started. Um, we first just started with pitch competitions. Um, so I guess like initially for this idea, I had done a series on my personal Instagram just every day of, of Black History Month, highlighting one Black queer historical figure. And I talked about that with some of our friends at the Impact Studio, um, essentially to find some funding see, and see if there was like any additional resources I could use to build it out in some way. And honestly, like that initial meeting was what led us to pitch competitions, including like the Learning Lovers pitch competition, the Innovation in Action pitch competition. Um, it led us to being founders with um, with the Impact Studio over the summer and the fall, and also Zelle Entrepreneurs. Um, so it was really those first conversations that helped us find the resources we need to kick this off and get it started. Um, yeah, like I really appreciate the relationships we created to Kat and Moses at the Impact Studio. We stand, they're legendary. So they were good at helping us find our way at the very beginning. Yeah, and just to add on to there, um, yeah, we've had such, I mean, I have such gratitude to the Impact Studio specifically. We've also been able to leverage um, like the legal clinic on campus, which has been invaluable because we know how expensive that will be down the line. Um, and then we've also been able to leverage different schools like the Stamps um, School, the School of Design on campus, where we've been able to even talk to a professor who is a professional um, graphic designer and, and comic and so we've also used those as well. Just wanted to point those out. Yeah, one last one that I didn't mention too is we've gotten two grants from the Spectrum Center, which is the LGBTQ Center here on campus. Um, they're always just looking for new opportunities to support students who are interested in, in, stand, um, in expanding LGBTQ presence at the University of Michigan. Um, I'm not sure if you all know this, but um, Michigan was one of the first schools to have like an LGBTQ center on campus. And they've always been kind of at the forefront of the movement. Um, so it was really nice to get to work with them and for them to help us build out this idea initially. Thank you for sharing. That's, uh, I actually didn't know that. So that's, that's really cool to hear. Uh, for the, our listeners that maybe aren't as familiar with some of the, the, the individual groups on campus, could you share just a quick uh, thing about what the Impact Studio is and um, maybe how you, you know, kind of what, what brought you to come there? And you've obviously talked about how it's helped you, but I'll just provide a little bit of uh, detail for, for those that aren't aware. So it's like a really complex system. And I'm not sure if I know all of this. So Danny and Evan, correct me when I make a mistake here. But um, the Impact Studio is 
part of business plus impact is that what it is which uh builds out kind of uh um business ideas or groups on campus that are um, like social impact minded. Um, so I found their information basically through uh, Justin Woods, who had also has a, a company here at Michigan and has been working with them for the past couple of years. Um, his work is at the intersection of social work and business. Um, we also worked with individuals at uh, uh, innovation in Action, which is part of CSED, which is, don't ask me what that acronym means, but we love and appreciate them too. They have a really great process where you build out the idea over the course of the winter semester. So start in February or January, and it ends in a huge pinch competition in um, April. And there's a whole bunch of really great grants that you can win um, based on how well you do at that particular event, including like projects de dedicated to anti-racism. Um, so a lot of opportunity there. Learning levers, Danny and Evan, I don't remember what, is that part of the School of Education? <laughs> it's a partnership between the School of Education and Business Plus Impact, if I'm not mistaken. And that one is dedicated to building out business ideas that are education focused. Um, so it's a, you apply and it's a pitch competition and like, I think six people make it on to like pitch it at the actual competition. And I think everyone wins some sort of a prize by the end. Um, sell entrepreneurs part of, uh, ZLI, um, provides opportunities from dare to dream from Zell entrepreneurs, um, so many opportunities for you to build out new ideas and you can stick with them for quite a while. Uh, they have like different rounds based on where your business or what phase you're currently in. And it's a good way to get started, to start to build out a team and also just to see how other folks are pitching ideas and organizing their business ideas. Um, Yes, I, I think that is all of them. There are a number of different resources. I'm sure there are resources we haven't even found at, <laughs> that are hiding from us, but we'll find them by the end. <laughs> yeah, and I'd also just like to emphasize, like outside of just the pitching and the funding um, and helping think through the business there, all, all these programs are really good at connecting us with different resources that we need. So like a good example right now is that we're we're working on uh, starting our own merchandise line to go along with the comics. And we are getting input on examples for print-on-demand suppliers, uh, getting that uh, the Business Impact Studio knows. Um, they put us in contact with people to help us build out our website and online store so that we're ready to go once we have uh, examples of design ready. So that's very, very helpful when it comes to thinking through all the things that you need um, when you're trying to start a business or try and start a new facet of your business. So I really love, Evan, that you like brought that up because honestly, let's be real, we're in business school, we're thinking about the money. <laughs> so you coming on as a finance person and for all of you, can you share a little bit about what it means to think about the money, what it means to maybe win grant money or win these competitions and use that money wisely? How do you even start in the money space when it comes to founding your own business? I mean, the dream is that this will like, we can 
drop whatever else we're doing and do this full time and make a ton of money and have major impact and live our dreams and do exactly what we want to do. It's not where we're at yet, but we'll get there. Um, of course, like money is a huge consideration. You have to think about um, building a business is like a time commitment. And that means that if you're working on a new business idea that you're not working on something else that could be more profitable, um, you're just, or you're investing time, hopefully to see some funds in the future. Um, of course we like, I would love to work on Plucky full time forever, but you know, need to make a little bit of money to get this started. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say that, um, it's interesting when you're making decisions, uh, like as Bucky comics, we're in all of these amazing business classes. So you're like hearing, oh man, I'm in a marketing class. I'm hearing the best practices for pricing, or I'm in this class here and I'm in that class there. That's trying, you're trying to synthesize all those ideas in order to figure out what the best value is. But then you also have to balance that from, okay, well, we're releasing our first comics. Um, we need that to be profitable in order to fund the next one. So how do we, figure out pricing, how do we figure out quantity all in line for, for that, um, choosing suppliers so that, uh, it's not just a way to, to fund the merchandise side. It's to figure out how to reinvest into the business. So, um, it really helps being able to bring all together the ideas that we get to hear in class and you get to use them in, in real life and in real time where, where it needs to count. Um, but it, it's one of those things where I think every entrepreneur is told, like, don't do something unless you really, really love it. It has to be a passion first. Um, because we all know that the, like, we're very lucky to be part of like the business school and have all these resources to us. Um, because doing it out on our own without them would be a very, very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead, Nathan. I mean, I was just going to like expanding on something that Evan said, like, this has been the best way for me to actually use the concepts we've been learning in class. Sometimes I find learning in a classroom setting, it's not real for me. So I don't quite understand how the concepts work in real time. And in reality, like, what do these decisions actually look like when there's actually stakes? <laughs> um, so it, to me, this has just been another part of my education. It's been a good way for me to test out these new concepts, get the hang of it before I have to do it in an extremely high stakes environment at work after school. Yeah, I plus one on everything that Evan and Nathan have said. I think one example that I took a lot of pride in is when we, uh, so I, this is the first time I've been part of a team or a group in which we have had the capacity to pay people for their work. And it's such an amazing thing to be able to do, you know? And so um, we had, we put kind of advertisements and promotions for people to come work with us and serve as artists and writers. And we were lucky to get um, quite a few people interested and to be able to interview them. And we had an experience where, you know, we didn't really know what was suitable to pay people because we have not been in this business before, like as individuals and then as a group, we haven't done this yet. And so um, there was a really great experience where we were able to kind of talk to someone um, who was knowledgeable about this information and specifically ask like, are we paying um, the people who have wanted to work with us as the writer and the artist, are we paying them equitably? And um, it makes me very happy to be part of this conversation outside of the classroom as well. 
So I think though there will be many more conversations like that as we move forward when we're not just trying to fund plucky, but um, paying people equitably as we move forward. I, uh, I really appreciate you bringing that up, Danny, because I think as, as you three have clearly shown, there's so much that goes into the behind the scenes of running a business, especially starting one from scratch that, you know, to be honest, our case studies that we read about in class don't really cover and talk about. And something as simple as making sure that we're paying people equitably uh, to be part of this process and part of this team. That's, I mean, those are key learnings that we don't really talk about all the time in class. And I really appreciate you sharing that um, with all of us here. Um, we've talked a little bit about funding and some of the pitch competitions that you all have been in and, you know, also note very successfully been in as well. But, you know, we'd love to also hear a little bit about the fact that, you know, we know, um, I would say societally, um, at least in today's, uh, today's world, that being BIPOC and being an entrepreneur uh, can be incredibly difficult to find funding uh, and also legitimacy. And so we'd love to hear just about your experience as a team of uh, LGBTQ plus and BIPOC individuals, and also especially focusing in this space. Um, how has the experience been? You know, have you uh, anything that you'd be willing to share um, would be would be great to hear. Yeah, I mean, I felt have felt nothing but support from like most of the groups on campus, uh, like the organizations that have helped get us through a lot of these pitch competitions. Um, I found that like coming into this process, my biggest issue was I just like didn't have access to information yet. Like I'm not, I've never really started a new business. Uh, like business information is like hoarded traditionally in the United States. So I had, there was a bit of a learning curve for me to just understand like how this process works. Um, but I found just so many people throughout this process have been incredibly supportive and incredibly kind about making sure that I have the tools I need to succeed. Um, and also the three of us have just been great about supporting each other and making sure that we are, we, we have what we need to do, we need to do. Um, this has been a support system for me. And I think that that's part of why it's so fun to work on this particular project. Um, yeah, like I found the process uh, like pretty good. I would say perhaps the hardest part is black queer comics won't speak to everybody. And I recognize that. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's something that Michigan Ross is going to fix today. <laughs> um, but it's been a learning process to understand how to shift the messaging of what this product can do um, and adapt it to a variety of different people with a variety of different understandings on what can be successful. Um, for instance, you might have to, for one person, it's important to talk about impact. Like this is the impact this sort of product could have. This is what it could have. This is how it could be for students that are being raised right now today. But for other people, you gotta talk about money. You're like, we could sell this comic book for this amount of money. We think that we could sell this amount over the course of the next six months or a year. This will make money and it's relatively cheap to make. Get in on it. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing more. Um, Danny or Evan, did either of you have thoughts as well? I mean, we know that walking into the MBA space, it's not like we see BIPOC everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, we have to select how we want to spend our time and our energy, whether we focus a lot of energy on our BIPOC identity or if we choose to not and we choose to maybe conform in certain areas or reserve emotional labor um, for specific times. So yeah, just curious how the rest of the team is feeling. 
Yeah. Um, that's, that's an interesting one because my first uh, reaction was, oh man, we've gotten so much support, you know, along the way there's, in fact, it's more of people reaching out to us to see how they can get involved than it is us really having to promote and like um, ask for that. So on, on the one hand, there's that something I've been thinking of more in the long run though, is I'm wondering um, down the line, what conversations are going to feel like and look like when we try to center comic stories in education, because there are plenty of, you know, future customers. And I, I know this, right. There's plenty of parents, families, teachers, and students who, who will want this, but to, to really have these front and center for everybody. Um, I think that's going to take, um, a lot of intention on our part of how to kind of sell this idea that we know to be true, that um, our kids and their histories in this country and in general um, are important about learning and, and that includes all kids. And so I just wonder how to centralize that more, but I know that that's something kind of on the agenda and it's gonna just take a lot of intention and partnership. But anyway, that's just something on my mind. No, I, I ditto what um, Danny and Nathan would say. Uh, the education piece is going to be tricky, but from a overall support and at University of Michigan, I'd say that we we're lucky to have as, as many people that want that support us around the community and in the Ross MBA community as well. Um, when I first joined Plucky Comics and I mentioned that I was joining it to other people, everyone is super psyched because everyone already knows what Plucky Comics is from the different events that Plucky has partnered with. And uh, I'm really excited to see the product. So it's great knowing that just in our own micro community that there's so many people that support us and want to see it come to fruition and are going to be there once the product comes out. Yeah, oh, that's such a great note because our next question has to do directly with partnerships within the MBA space. So thank you for leading us so well um, from question to question. You know, thinking about, we've been talking a lot about how to get external recognition, maybe either outside of Ross or in general pitch competitions and getting the name out there. But when we think about Ross as a community, we are known for building each other up. We are known for supporting each other and for having a good time, which is great. Um, and Plucky in particular had an incredible partnership recently with Out for Business, the LGBTQ plus organization on campus. Um, the event was called MB Gay and you, it was an incredible like drag show event supporting our um, queer and LGBTQ plus community here on campus. And you all were selling t-shirts with them, which was so exciting. Definitely bought one for myself. Um, what has it been like building those sorts of partnerships just within our class or within our community, right? What is it like networking, finding opportunities and synergies, MBA word, like that as you're continuing to grow your business? I mean, I've found that like anyone that's, anyone in our program that's willing to dive in on a new business, in addition to just dealing with recruitment, we're dealing with school, the whole group is like, how can I support you? Cause I know that that's a ton of effort and a ton of work. And that is kind of, that's what I've felt from all of my classmates throughout this process. I wanna give like a special shout out to our friends in consortium who have been incredibly kind about showing up to our events and supporting us throughout the last year. And um, just like, like gassing us up, like being like, you're doing amazing work. Like, I can't wait to see these comics. I'm like, I can't wait to see these comics too. Um, 
so yeah, the, the group has been incredibly supportive and kind and quick to make connections, whether it's within the Ross community or with friends and colleagues from before Ross. Um, everyone has taken upon themselves to find a way to make sure that we feel supported and are set up for success, which you honestly just like can't buy that sort of um, kindness like that. I find that incredibly unique to the Michigan Ross community. And I'm just like so thankful for um, the support and kindness that everyone's shown us through this process. Thank you for sharing, uh, Nathan. Danny, Evan, anything you want to add uh, to that aspect? Maybe one thing to add to is um, this is a little bit more of some future work, but we we were lucky enough to have some conversations outside of Ross um, with educational organizations like representatives from Teach for America and GLSEN, which is um, an LGBTQ plus like youth education advocacy organization. And it's on a national scale, which is awesome as well. And um, representatives from those two organizations showed immediate support. Granted, it was verbal, but I feel like moving forward, um, we'll continue to have that support show up in multiple ways. And um, so it just, it makes me very happy because it, it complements a lot of the work and partnerships that we've done inside of Ross too. There we go. Thank you. I was on mute, embarrassingly. Um, you think I'd figure out how to use this by the time we're where we are in the world. But uh, thank you for sharing that, Danny. And I think you uh, you segued great uh, very well to our last question. So uh, we would love to. You know, Nathan, you mentioned this. You know, grand idea of of being able to do this full time and um, in the long term. But you know, maybe in the immediate and kind of looking to graduation in May. Uh, what's next for Plucky and for those that are listening, uh, both you know current students and maybe prospective students or or, or alumni and others, uh, what are ways that uh, we can all collectively help Plucky at this time? Yeah, so um, the first thing, probably the easiest, is to follow us on Instagram, just at Plucky Comics on Instagram. Right now, we're doing a um, like a uh, Black queer historical campaign for Black History Month. We've been posting one Black queer historical figure each day for the month of February to highlight some of these legendary people that we wish we had learned about in school. Um, this will lead up to us starting to give y'all more information about our first comics, which we're currently developing and setting up pre-orders and merchandise in the next couple of weeks. Um, so look out for that. We'll announce it all on our Instagram. Um, we'll also, we're in the process of developing our website, which will be pluckycomics.com. It's currently not up, but we'll be sure to announce when that website is available um, over the next uh, couple of weeks. But I, we're like encouraged us, you to like comment on our Instagram, send us messages about black queer historical figures that you would like to see more of. Um, if you know artists or writers that you think would be particularly interested in this project, or you think you have something to offer to our team, like, please re reach out. We'd love to work with you and have a conversation and learn more about how you can get involved. I think we also would like to add that uh, we are going to be looking for maybe an additional team member um, going to be sending out some information for with uh, Out for Business and some other uh, Ross BBA 
organizations um, as we're graduating and there's more stuff happening for Plucky Comics, uh, we are definitely going to look forward to some extra help. Amazing. Well, we are so excited to continue to follow along on your journey, Instagram or LinkedIn or otherwise. Um, this has been an incredible episode of the weekly. We want to thank you all so much, Nathan, Danny, and Evan for joining us today. We are just so excited to hear more about your platform, be able to support you and really just like dive into the Ross community. So thank you all for listening. These have been the latest happenings and upcomings brought to you by Business Beyond Usual. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Clark and Christina Weiberg. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Eric Hoffenbeck, and myself, Christina Weiberg. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, go blue. And this is Business Beyond Usual.